the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor of Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time. Praise God. This is Mike Sasso, co-founder of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. And I have the privilege today to uh, speak to you on the airwaves in place of Pastor Christina who happens to be my better half, praise God, and such a blessing she is. But she's actually in the Philippines as we speak, and God has been moving in such an amazing way over there. We've seen, oh my gosh, hundreds of people saved, many, many filled with the Holy Ghost, and many miracles, signs and wonders are following them that believe. People are being healed, miracles are manifesting, and we're seeing manifestations of transfer of influence and affluence take place in the Philippines, praise God. And we're seeing it here, too, glory to God. We're seeing it here in our own lives. I'm seeing it in my life. I'm seeing these signs following them that believe, because that is the will of God for everyone who knows Jesus, who has surrendered their heart and life to Jesus Christ, that these signs will follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils, they'll speak in new tongues, they'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if indeed thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. And I'm here to tell you, that's me. We're talking about me. Praise God. I will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord my God. Well, listen, I want to start the message off here today just really with an urgent message to the body of Christ. And this is what I would call God's guideline for choosing our nation's leaders. And this is a word that God actually gave me years ago, about eight years ago to be exact. And the Holy Spirit had said prophetically that if my people will unite, that's the body of Christ, that's the church of Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you that the earth is the Lord's and all the fullness thereof, all the silver, all the gold, it's his. And he has given authority in the earth to the church. That's us. And he said, if my people will unite, this nation, that's the United States of America, can have and will have the most righteous leadership, the most righteous governance, the most righteous rulers that she has ever had, even as far back as her inception, if you can even imagine. And the Lord said, and even greater. And you might say, well, is that possible? I mean, well, is anything impossible for God? But for this to happen, we have to meet the conditions of this word and unite as the body of Christ. And the only way that we will ever unite politically if you would, is if we reunite around the principles found in the truth of God's holy word, right? His word brings life. So we focus on the word of God. And we've come to understand that to honor God, we must vote as a Christian first 
as an American second, and then based upon other issues that we might find prevalent in our hearts or minds that we feel is important. But the number one issue, because every man will have to answer to God for their vote, and every man that doesn't vote, by the way, I'll just say if you are of legal age and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to be registered to vote. You need to vote if you're a legal citizen of the United States, because that is our civic duty. Because when the righteous are in authority, the Word of God says, my people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people mourn. Are you with me? So those of y'all that are not registered to vote, you can do it. You can go online and you can actually go right to the election board here and you can actually get a voter registration card and fill that out. And uh, anyway, be registered. We're not here to do that today, but I encourage you, if you're not, to do it. Amen. And then vote as a Christian first. That means based upon the principles found in the Word of God, then as Americans, and then based upon other issues. Now, we know based upon the truth of God's Word that as a Christian, we must be pro-life. We must stand up for life, that God created mankind in His image and in His likeness, and that He breathed upon them the breath of life, And they became a living being. And the Bible says very clearly that God touched the womb of the woman and she gave birth to a child. So the child, that seed, when conception takes place, we know that, as he said to Jeremiah, before you were even in your mother's womb, I knew you, see. So God creates the child even before he's in the mother's womb. That is a living being. That is a person. That is a human being. And by the Constitution of these United States, they are given life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. We must stand for that. So we've got to vote pro-life based upon individuals that will stand up for that principle. That is based upon the Word of God, number one. Then number two, the sanctity of marriage. One man, one woman. God said, these two shall become one. These two what? Two One man, one woman, shall become one flesh. That is the marriage covenant. It is a one flesh covenant. You can't make one flesh out of two men or two women. It's not possible. We know this by the laws of nature, and by nature's God, as it says in the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal and endowed by our Creator with unalienable rights. Rights that were given to us by God. Well, the rights that were given to us by God, obviously the right to marry, was given to us by God because we know this because we were endowed by our Creator with this right, as a man and as a woman, to unite as one flesh in a covenant of marriage. We understand that in the Word of God. So, again, we vote based upon pro-life, we vote based upon marriage between one man and one woman, and we vote in support of the nation of Israel, those that would stand with Israel, because God said, I will bless those that bless you, and I would curse those that curse you. That is the seed of Abraham, if you would. And, of course, we are the seed of Abraham by faith in Jesus Christ. We understand that. But we stand with Israel. And the economy is not the major issue, nor the predominant issue, because we understand that our blessings as believers in Jesus Christ come from who? They come from God. They come from honoring God. And as the Word of God says in Psalms thirty-three, twelve, it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and a people who stand by those principles. So we need to stand by those principles and understand that God will uphold our blessing as we do this. And based upon those issues, we can govern how we vote. But you look at those issues, and we have to ask the question, is God's word any clearer? Because we can look even at the field as we speak now, and many candidates out there stand upon those principles, and they are espoused believers in the word. They're espoused pro-life candidates, sanctity of marriage, and they support Israel. But is there anything else that would make it more clear for believers to know who? 
is the individual that we're supposed to vote for, not just in the presidential election, but we're talking about governors, we're talking about city council members, we're talking about county commissioners, we're talking about mayors, etc. I mean, any and every office, these are principles for governance. And is God's word any clearer? And yes, it is. God's word is actually more specific. There are specific guidelines for us to follow when choosing our nation's leaders. But what has happened, and the body of Christ has been so divided because they have not governed their vote, or they have not learned how to discern who the candidate is and how to govern, how they should choose their nation's leaders. And of course, in Hosea, it says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So if the body of Christ is divided then the body of Christ is one voting for this individual, another one voting for that individual, and we're divided. But the Lord said, if my people will unite, we need to unite, body of Christ. We need to unite, believers, so that we can have the individual that the Lord would choose. Now, are you with me? Because when God raises up kings and brings them down, we want him to raise up a king that is in line with his word. Because when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Amen? But is the word of God more clear? And it is. If you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 14 through 20, God was giving instruction to Moses on how to choose leaders after they come into the land of promise. And if you read in verse 14, it says, When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, have taken possession of it and settled in it, and say, Let us set a king over us like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you the king the Lord your God chooses. He must be from among your own brethren. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not a brother Israelite. Now look at that. So God is saying when you choose, choose from among you. And then verse 15, he says that he must be among your brethren. That means he must be a believer in Jesus Christ. And we'll see that here in just a little bit, even more. And the founders of this nation believe this. In fact, out of the 13 colonies in their constitutional documents of each of the colonial, each of the colonies, nine, every one of them had some form of this, but nine out of the 13 colonies had specifically written in their constitution, of their colonial constitution, that in order for an individual to run for public office, they had to be a believer in the Bible and in the Protestant faith. They had to be a believer in the Word of God because they said, if you did not believe these things, you were not a candidate for public office because you could not judge based upon these principles that we believe. That's what they believe. That was the founders of our nation. And so let's keep reading. In verse 16, it says, The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them, for the Lord has told you you are not to go back that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray, and he must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. And then when he takes the throne of his kingdom, he is to write for himself a scroll, a copy of this law, taken from the priests, who are Levites, and it is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life. We're talking about the Bible. The leader needs to be, number one, he needs to be among your brethren. Number two, he's not in it for himself. He's not in it to acquire gain or any kind of wealth for themselves. They must not take many wives. That means they need to be faithful in their family relationships. The husband of one wife, if you would, like a bishop, a husband of one wife. Okay, so you can kind of see some things there as well, right? And they must not accumulate large amounts of gold or silver. So they're not going to be in this for wealth. Okay, that's not the reason they're taking that position. But it is to lead and it is to be yielded to the Holy Ghost. And then when it says when he takes the throne, 
He is to write for himself on a scroll a copy of the law. That means the Bible. And verse 19, it is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life. Why? So that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and to and decrees. So the leader must be one who will look to the Word of God, look to the Bible, and learn to revere God, to honor God. They have to be a believer in the God of the Bible, and not just in word, but one that lives it, one that truly seeks the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and Jesus Christ for guidance on a regular daily basis. Why? Because then they're going to be open to hear from the Holy Ghost. And then we'll live in peace. Are you getting this? Now, you need to tell your friends about this, okay? This is reality. This is where the body of Christ needs to ask for guidance on who to vote for. Amen? We need to do this. It's time. we got Super Tuesday here in Texas just coming up around the corner. So this is a timely message for the body of Christ. This message needs to get out to all who have ears to hear and eyes to see. Amen? And you can get it on the podcast. You can go to the podcast at www.sogmi.org. You can get that on our podcast. You can also go to our Facebook page and have that streamed. If you want to share it with anybody, they can get this message all across the nation. Amen. And by the way, this message is not just for the body of Christ here in San Antonio or here in the United States of America. This message is for the body of Christ all around the world. I'm telling you, Jesus is Lord over the nations. Amen. And he's put his people in charge. Now we need to stand up and unite based upon the principles of the word of God here. Amen. So verse 20, let's keep moving. Verse 20 says, not to consider himself better than his brothers and to turn from the law to the right or to the left. Then he and his descendants will reign for a long time over the kingdom of Israel. So that means do not consider himself better than his brothers. That means he's not some elite class. He's one of the people. He's one of us. He is a not high minded, if you would, but a man after God's own heart. Right. So we notice the first thing that God said is be sure to appoint the king. The Lord chooses, right? So God needs to confirm in your heart. This needs to be a prayerful decision. You need to ask God, who is it among these candidates that meets these guidelines, right? And then it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, to trust in the Lord your God with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So we have to ask God his choice and then let him guide us. Amen. And we see an example of this when Samuel was sent, when Saul quit listening to the Lord and he didn't follow the instructions of Samuel to do what the Lord had spoken. And so God had told Samuel that he is going to take the kingdom from Saul. And we see in 1 Samuel chapter 16 that God sends Samuel to the house of Jesse. He says, I will send you to the Bethlehemite and I have provided for myself a king among his sons. You see, God has provided for himself a leader, an appointed leader, to take the nation. Are you with me? And I'm going to tell you here in this time, God has set aside an individual to lead this nation, one whose heart is after the Lord. And he may not be one that you would automatically choose, but you have to ask the Holy Spirit, God, who is this individual that you are setting apart here at this time? And as we see the example of Samuel, so Samuel went in and noticed that God had made his choice and he was going to let Samuel know after he went to the house of Jesse. In verse 3 of chapter 16, he says, Call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you will do. And you shall anoint unto me the one who I name unto thee. So he didn't tell him ahead of time who it was going to be. He said, You go there, you call the sacrifice, and I'll show you at the time who it's going to be. Are you with me? 
So he went, of course, and in verse 5, he went to Bethlehem, and he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Notice, too, that after arriving at Bethlehem, Samuel would have made a big mistake if he had leaned on his own understanding, if he had leaned on, you know, what he thought on the outward appearance looked right. Because in verse 7, it says, The Lord said unto Samuel, because he looked at Eliab, who was the eldest. He was high, and his stature was above his brothers, and he said in his own heart, Oh, my gosh, surely this must be the Lord's anointing. But in verse 7, look what the Lord said. He said, Do not look on his countenance or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as men see. Now, you see this in all these political wranglings and all these commercials going on, and one calling this man one name, another one calling another man another name. We need to put all that aside. And ask the Holy Spirit, God, let me see as you see. Because the Bible says, uh, for, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now, this is key. God told Samuel not to be deceived by appearance, by looking what they say or what they look like or their speaking ability, debate ability or management skills or how much money they got. That doesn't make a difference. We have to see as the Lord sees. From the heart. This is the only way we can truly get consultation from the Holy Spirit. So ask God to open your eyes to see the one the Lord favors and then go vote. Will you do that for me? Amen. Say amen. I agree. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, you know, the rest of the story. Okay, Samuel had Jesse bring all his sons in, and they all came in. And the very last one that was chosen was David, and he was not even in the room. But he was out tending sheep. He was doing his father's business. He was busy. He had a track record that proved that he was a servant of the Lord. So the individual should have a track record. There should be a track record that proves that this individual is going to do what's right. Before David slew Goliath, he said, look, I slew the lion. I slew the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine is going to be just like one of him. He's got a track record. He was faithful in little things. He's going to be faithful in big things. He did what he said he was going to do. He did what he promised. He didn't say one thing and do another. Are you with me? So this is key here, body of Christ. we got to do this. So just to recap, is the Bible clear on how believers are supposed to choose our nation's leaders? Without question, they must be pro-life. Without question, they must stand for the sanctity of marriage, one man and one woman, for God made them male and female. Without question, they need to be a supporter, a staunch supporter of the nation of Israel. Are you with me? And then we must realize that they need to be appointed, chosen by God. We need to ask God, and they must be from among your brethren. So they have to be a believer. They have to be a believer in Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian and you're not standing up for your fellow Christian who has a proven track record, that is a believer in Jesus Christ, that governs his life by the book, by the Bible, okay, that's the kind of leadership we need. They must not acquire great numbers of horses for themselves. Again, they're not looking for their personal gain. They don't have many wives. In other words, that they've been faithful in their relationships. Are you with me? And they must not accumulate large uh, amounts of silver and gold. They're not in this for personal gain. A heart after God. Are you with me? That's the kind of leadership we need. Somebody's got a heart for God. Amen. And then when it says in verse 18, just to recap, when they take the throne, okay, or when they take the office, are they going to look to the book of the law? And it's to be with them, and they're to read it all the days of their life. Do they have a proven track record that they do that? that they look to the Bible for guidance, that they pray, that they seek the Lord with diligence 
to hear God. Because I'm going to tell you, you get into those offices, there are issues that take place that no man can know. You can't know ahead of time what's going to happen the next day. And the responsibility is great. And the fate of this nation and the fate of our cities, the fate of our counties, the fate of our national security relies upon the decisions that are made by these individuals that we vote for. This is a serious issue. It's a serious issue, body of Christ. We must unite based upon the Word of God, based upon what the Bible says, based upon what God's Word says. Are you with me? We have got to unite and ask the Holy Ghost, Lord, who is your anointed? Who is the one that will follow the Word of God? Who is the one that will seek guidance from you, that will turn to heaven, not turn to their own understanding, but will turn to heaven to get wisdom from God? Amen? That's what we need to lean on. We need to turn there and understand that. Are you with me? So we keep reading. And all the days of his life to revere the Lord and to honor God's law. And this individual will look to the Lord for guidance, okay? And then verse 20, it says, And he's not to consider himself better than his brothers and turn from the law either to the left hand or to the right. In other words, this is not somebody that's elite, not an elitist individual, not somebody that, you know, this is good for you but not for me. I'm anybody that's above the law, no, 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 no. These are individuals that are humbled before the Lord, and they look to the Word of God for guidance. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to share this with your brothers, share this with your sisters, share this with your family members. And you can go to our website. Again, I said you can go to SOGMI.org, and you'll find a little button there. There should be a button there that says God's Guidelines for Choosing our nation's leaders. It's an urgent message. Uh, email it to your friends and to your family. And we'll believe in God for a great move across this nation. I believe the greatest days of this nation are just ahead. We have not seen the greatest days of this nation. They are just ahead. All the doom and gloom preachers, I'm here to tell you, Jesus is on the throne. Amen. He's not coming for a church that's all beat up and cowering in fear because of the devil being loosed on the nations. No, 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 no. He is coming for a church that is ruling and reigning in the power of the Holy Ghost, that's walking in the love of God, that is reaching out to the hurting, that's laying hands on the sick, that's that's healing, that is delivering captives from their bondage, that is that is loving their enemies, that's doing good to those that despitefully use them, that's praying for those that are in authority. And I'm just here to tell you something, okay? You may not have voted for the individuals that are currently in office, in whatever office it is, but you are commanded by the Word of God not to speak ugly about them, but you're commanded by the Word of God to pray for them. You may not agree with them, but you are commanded by God's Word to pray for those that are in authority. Keep your opinions to yourself. Don't get into the name-calling. Don't get into all of the wrangling. Why? Because that is the seat of the scoffer. That's what a scoffer does. A scoffer wrangles about this and that. Oh, you know, they're, they're all... The... No, 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 no. What does it say in Psalms chapter 1? It says, Blessed is the man who dwells not in the house of the ungodly, nor does he stand in the way of sinners, nor does he sit in the seat of the scoffer. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate day and night. He's a man of prayer, a woman of prayer. They're individuals of intercession. They're praying. God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lord, open their eyes that they might see. Greater are they that are with us than they that be against us. They're interceding on behalf of the nations. Are you with me? See, when you take that side, you take God's side. But when you take the side of the scoffer, when you take the side of those that have nothing good to say, all they're going to do is, well, yeah, this, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. That's not what Jesus would do. 
Jesus says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Open their eyes, Lord. Let them see. Are you with me? So we need to lean upon the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit, what if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray? Stop the scoffing. Pray. Stop the wrangling. Intercede. Stop the jangling. Repent and ask the Lord to forgive you because you're part of the problem. If that's what you're doing, you are part of the problem. And you blinded your own eyes and you can't see straight. Because all you've got is hatred in your eyes and hatred in your heart towards those that are in authority. Well, God put them there. Well, well, what do you mean God put them there? Well, God raises up kings and and brings them down. You might not have voted for them. I might not have voted for them. But God did. Are you with me? Why? So that he could deal with his people. So that he could get your heart right before him. So that you would pray for those that despitefully use you. So that you would do good to your enemies. That you would love those that do you evil. Are you with me? These are the principles of the kingdom of God. And if we don't do these things, the Bible says, if you read those scriptures, you do good to your enemies, pray for those that persecute you. Why? So that they will see your good works and glorify God, which is in heaven. So, Father, I thank you for those that are in the sound of my voice. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to convict us as a people, that your people, the body of Christ, will turn, will turn from our ways. And we'll love in truth and in spirit, Lord. And we'll be ambassadors of Jesus Christ that you might heal our land in Jesus' name. God bless you. Go to our website, SOGMI.org, and check out that little paper there. It says God's Guidelines for Choosing Our Leaders. Download it. Email it to your friends. And God bless you. Give us a call at 210-695-1630. That's 210-695-1630. And God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com. And all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.